Hello, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. You're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie. I'm Michael, and I play Professor Sneeze. All right. So we're still not uh, moving on from our cliffhanger, so don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're making you use the very tips of your fingers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there eventually, I promise. Everyone's just busy. Do you remember that kid's show, Between the Lions? Yes. Where they had cliffhanger. Hanging from the My wife always thinks I'm crazy whenever we're talking about cooking and we're making some recipe, and she says, All right, stick it in the oven for 10 minutes. And I go, 10 minutes? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, <remember> <laughs> I I do not understand this reference, but that's okay. Uh, you are maybe just too. There's old Wayne's, to words, Wayne's words. Wayne's words. Wayne's words. Wayne's words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a jousting tournament. Also, was was this a Nickelodeon type thing, or I think it was Nickelodeon. Okay, I think it was like Nickelodeon. Was it I, missed, I missed a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. Oh, no, PBS. You're right. PBS, PBS. Okay. I PBS. Then I probably was too old then, yeah, because mm-hmm. I missed yeah. a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I was just growing out of that age of kids' show, and so, like, yeah, you were probably beyond it by then. You were are too you... cool for Between the Lions. Say, are you calling me old? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who said it. <laughs> I was implying it. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So speaking of old, uh, Professor Sneeze uh, decides to go and visit some family uh, while he's around Trilathon Sanctuary. And since Pyrrha lives out in the mountains and uh, Augmentus is who knows where, and both Pugnatus and uh, Pasifa are farther north, Pasifa probably, uh, Professor Sneeze has decided to visit his eldest sibling, uh, Herbala. Liliana decided to stay behind to train her Gyarados, uh, but Charlie decided to tag along with or without I, Professor Sneeze's uh, consent. I, I I think you'll like her, Bala, Charlie. She's 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 such a, a a loving matronly character. She really takes after our mother. Uh, Charlie, uh, realizing that Sneeze is with him, is like, oh, yeah, okay. I was just gonna go on a walk by myself, but yeah, let's go do this. <laughs> Charlie completely by accident headed in the direct in, in completely the correct direction I'm going on his walk <laughs> luckily for him Herbala lives on the west side of town and he wanted to go east <laughs> uh, you know it's probably good you got rid of that uh, whole um uh, what archivist sort yeah, of chronicler chronicler, chronicler <laughs> class? <laughs> you know, it was it was really wasted on me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, should we give take? Is this a good time to just kind of update the folks and the changes in my character? Might as quick? well. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, if you'd so, like. So, like, uh, as Michael just referenced here, uh, Charlie uh, has gone through just a couple bit of changes. We've uh, thought about it. He's and a growing boy. <laughs> that's right. And uh, we realized that uh, he really didn't use the Chronicler uh, archive a whole of uh, that um, uh, 
what's the word for the thing? Class. Class, class thank you. Didn't use that class very often. And uh, I also found myself very, like, bored in between turns uh, in, in trying to, like, encourage my Pokemon. Um, and so I'm like, hey, there's a class that encourages their Pokemon, and they get boosts from that. So Charlie is now a cheerleader. So, yeah. So I expect you to actually go on and perform some cheers whenever that comes up. Oh, dear. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. It may just be, like, <laughs> encouraging and motivating speeches, but we'll, we'll sure. see. <laughs> I guess that counts. <laughs> All right, anyway... <laughs> We're marching on in the Trilophon Sanctuary. Yes. Heading west. Yep, so soon enough. Sorry, I'm getting lost in thing and stuff. Uh, so are we. No, wait, just Charlie. <laughs> well, if, if, if the GM is lost, how could the characters be found? <laughs> Ooh. See a flicker of something in the edge of your vision. Um. <laughs> something just behind your eyelid. Just a bit, yes. <laughs> Something Paul, at behind your eyelid. Paul, Paul, Paul said that, not Charlie. Charlie was not touching the fourth wall. Well, yet. Paul's the one who saw something behind his eyelids, so. Mm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so soon enough, uh, you make it kind of to the outskirts of town. Charlie, there's no real change for you except you were in a forest that kind of might have been a road, and now you're in a forest I'm pretty sure has no road. Um... Professor Sneeze, you know you're uh, nearing kind of one of the suburbs of Triathlon Sanctuary and so more of Granite Pool and things. And uh, eventually you come across uh, Herbala's house and things there. And, you know, it's just a little, uh, it's another hillside with maybe a little curl of smoke coming up the top. That's the only thing I can really tell you that it's a house. You know, that and the windows are open at the moment. So there's just bits of sod open to either side of the windows. Um, in the front, you see uh, a large black Pokemon with what seems to be a gigantic red flower uh, comprising the top of its head like a hat. Um, it seems to be sleeping at the front, and in front of it is just row is several rows of just like odd greenish shoots that are sticking up out of the ground. Um, I should say I have uh, Melody out at my side walking with me. Um... Because Melody also calls this uh, little town home. Uh, so. Katana's on Charlie's back slash, uh, slash shoulder. Um, do I do I recognize this Pokemon? Um, you recognize it as uh, Herbala's singular Pokemon, her vile plume, Mindy. Uh, at this point, Mindy is a very old vile plume, but being a plant, a grass type, they live for a very long time. So there's not much change to her, but uh, she's definitely a much older vile plume. And uh, even even if vile plume weren't nocturnal normally, uh, she would spend most of her time sleeping. <laughs> um, I'll I'll walk by and just lightly pet uh, one of the vile plume's petals, uh, trying to be very gentle with it. Um, not necessarily even trying to, to wake it up, just uh, a, a just a gesture of affection, uh, since I, I am familiar with Mindy, um, uh, having grown up with Herbala and uh, her her Pokemon too. Uh, as I continue to the door, and uh, Char- Charlie I'm... kneels down to look at it. <laughs> uh, as as Charlie kneels down and. Uh... 
Professor Sneeze pats the pedal to kind of do it at the exact same time, which means that uh, the pedal drops uh, some pollen stuff, which lands on uh, Charlie's nose and causes him to sneeze Heavy. rather violently. Heavy. Mindy doesn't even stir. <laughs> With like some snot dripping down her face. <laughs> Continues snoring. I mean, she was a gloom at one point, so. Care- careful, Charlie. Mindy is a very uh, mature vile plume. Oh, uh, alright. Uh, and I continue to the door, and uh, I'm not even gonna knock, I'm just gonna go right in uh, and say, Hello, is anyone home? Uh, as you walk in, you kind of walk into the sitting room area, which is very comfortably. Uh, decorated and set up and things, and uh, as you're sitting there, your uh, eldest sister, Urbala, turns towards you, and looks up and says, I didn't know you were around here. Why, it's a whole family reunion. Uh, Urbala, I told you I don't like that name. Wait, Rudy? Rudy. It's at about this time that you notice the other person sitting at the table. Um, her husband is pro- it seems to be at work and the person sitting at the, at the table right now uh, bears a striking resemblance to Professor Sneeze though it's hard to tell if he is older or younger um, he has hair that has obviously been dyed black and is slicked back on his head um, and is wearing something that looks very familiar to Professor Sneeze from the last time he saw them uh, a black lab coat and welding goggles over a black suit, black shirt, and black tie. Um, and he looks over and just kind of sets down his his teacup and says, "Well, hello, Rudimentus." Augie, well, uh, I haven't seen you in years. H- how are you? Oh, you know. Doing this and that. I've, I heard you weren't observing Pokemon anymore. Um, You've taken more I, of an I, active interest. I have indeed started a Pokemon journey. Uh, this this is one of my compatriots. Uh, uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie, this is this is my brother, Augie, and my sister, Herbala. Um, siblings, this is, this is Charlie Pine. Hi, guys! So like are like are you guys like as old as Professor Sneezes or <laughs> Charlie? <laughs> yeah, look dear. But like not uh, quite as old. Or er, er, mean... almost immediately like bustles over to Charlie and says, Oh dear. It's me too, Charlie. I'm Herbala. Uh, you you can call me Auntie Herb. Come on over. Okay. Oh, just be hungry. Boys your age are always hungry. Come with me. Let me fix okay. you something up. Just kind uh, of bustles Char- off with you. Uh, Charlie is totally digging Auntie Herb. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite person. Yep. <laughs> she gives you food. <laughs> so she bustles off and does that. And is more of an active interest going on your Pokemon journey. Uh, Augmenta says. Found anything interesting yet? Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm going to roll an intuition really quick to see 
just how much he's digging for in okay. that question. So, here we go. Yahtzee! <laughs> 17 in intuition. Maybe it's just the years between of the time between seeing him, or just his grim demeanor, or the fact that you've never had a good read on him at all, but you're not. You can't get a read on him now. Okay. Um... So just, so just out of curiosity, we're, we're kind of rolling to find out if the guy wearing all black is good or not. <laughs> I'm just, is, is that kind of what, what the point of today is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and uh... mad, mad scientist goggles. Mad <laughs> scientist goggles, yes. Mad, mad scientist yes, goggles. Yes, mad scientist goggles. I mean, I'm, I'm not the one who made him. I'll put it okay. that way. So. All right, fair enough. um i'll 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 say to 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 augmentus um well uh in in the sanctuary i did uh befriend uh an oranguru uh of course you know how how rare those are in 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 this region interesting oranguru yes they are interesting one of them above average intelligence pokemon always pleasure you hear from the other room where Charlie goes, You have lemon bars? I love those! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Let, let me give that another take. What, what's, a, what's, a, what's a berry like that? Uh, uh, one of the sours. Um, yeah, let's go with the lumberry. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll work. Alright, let's try it again. Alright, so you, you hear, hear from the other room, Charlie goes, You have lumbars? I love those! So he eats some lumberry uh, parody lemon the lemon bars. <laughs> so, uh, what what have you been up to, Augie? Um, you you said you had some interesting research last time I saw you. Um, any progress? A little here, a little there. I found a few people who share my interests, which always helps with research, of course. Oh yes. Um, Funding is important, of course. Yeah, I'm at, at the moment, I'm at almost a Pokemon journey of my own, you could say. Oh, really? <laughs> Just going as probably similar to you, observing, cataloging, seeing if I can find anything interesting. And have you found anything interesting? Perhaps. You know how it is. You're never, you can never be quite sure until you finish studying it. Of course. Um, at about this point that you hear a loud bang from outside. I will look to the window. Can I see it out the window? What do I see out the um, window, I guess? What you see out the window is a plume of smoke about where the uh, where Mindy was. Oh! I will uh, excuse myself from the table and run to the door. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, Mindy is just waking up and is kind of looking around a little bit blearily. Uh, you notice... Uh, can I get a perception from you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Six. Six, okay. Um, you notice that... Uh, one of the more obvious things you notice is that... Uh, some of the little bits of plants that were sticking out from the bottom are gone and they seem to be like torn up plots of land where they were before uh, 
by the plume of smoke, there seems to be a little bit of like a ruckus, a ruckus, and just kind of uh, confusion and stuff. And there seems to be some footprints of things there, but it's all a little muddled from uh, your side that you can't really tell at the moment. It would need kind of a closer examination to get more there. Um, there's enough trees and undergrowth and everything around that your uh, that your line of sight is a little bit limited. Okay. So. Uh, what it could be could still be close, but it, it could be close and have just moved out of sight, or it could be very far away and have moved. Whatever made the plume. Uh, the plume of smoke also has a line has a scorched earth all around it. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna glance back into Herbala's house. Uh, number one to see um, what uh, Augmentus, what his reaction is. And number two, to see if uh, Herbala and Charlie have followed. Um, and whatever I see there, I'm going to um, run closer to the scorched earth and the plume of smoke uh, to get a closer look at it and maybe use a survival check on Survival it. would be good. Um, Augmentus was just low, was about right behind you with the explosion, going to look himself. Uh, Herbala's moving a little slower, but she's still moving as well. And she seems uh, more frustrated than surprised. Charlie, oh. Charlie follows behind carrying a pineapple upside down cake. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and yes, Urbala has been just like indulgently feeding you sweets. She hasn't been telling you no. So. And Charlie totally doesn't get like the subtleties mm-hmm. of like when enough is enough mm-hmm. in this scenario. <laughs> uh, um, I got a, a 13 on survival. Okay, um, you notice the set of footprints, definitely. Uh, you, there are several sets of footprints. You're not quite sure exactly how many here. Um, you can see just, like, dragged forms that seem to be unconscious or sleeping bodies of something that's of a similar shape to Mindy, but much, much smaller. That kind of got dragged away. Uh, with that also are, the, are these footprints of some sort of Pokemon, you're certain, um... Uh, they're kind of oddly shaped. They look like wide, flat footprints that are almost in a six-pointed star shape. Hmm. Um, and they seem to drag a little bit, especially there seems to be a, a maybe a tail or something that's dragging along the ground behind them as they walk. Um, several sets of those that are moving off into the undergrowth and away from away from the town and away from where you are. You're pretty sure you could track them fairly well. And as you get to that point, she's like, oh, you, you hear from uh, table and early, you know, like right next to you, Herbala says, oh, not again. Uh, th- this has happened before, Herbala? Oh, just this last few days or so. I think a, uh, some Pokemon just moved out of the sanctuary and set up here. The fire type, of course, so Mindy's not very helpful. And of course, oh, the poor deer, she sleeps all the time anyways, and... I've been looking to see if I can get someone with a... Or I've been planning to go into town with a, a trainer's board notice to check in on it, but I haven't had the chance lately. You know, I'm so busy with herbology and no bones aren't what they used to be. Oh, um, well, uh, I'm here now and, and Charlie is here. I'm I'm sure we could help. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just put the hand on her ball shoulder and says, let us help. I, I was going to say that. Yeah, I can, I can help. Charlie says as he's uh, wolfing down some cake. 
Augmentus turns to uh, Professor Singh and says, of, of course, Rudy, of course. I, I'm not the best at uh, wilderness arts, as you'd know. So uh, do you know which way these creatures went? It's rudimentous. <clears throat> uh, they went that way. <laughs> uh, you can attempt a Pokemon education if you'd like. Oh, sure. Shake, 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 shake your booty. 18. 18, okay. Um, Given, like, the six-pointed star, the tail, and the things, you're thinking it's a reptilian Pokemon. Um... Probably a fire type due to the smoke and the ex- and the explosion and everything, some like an explosive fire type Pokemon that like that's reptilian is right on the tip of your tongue, but you can't quite put to mind the thought or the or the name of it. Um, you know it's not a Salandit. You know it's not a Charmander or or anything of the Charmander line, um, but. So you know, you but you know, it's probably a reptilian Pokemon fire type. Uh, for some reason, you you are coming to mind living in like volcanoes or hot springs or something like that. Um, Paul Paul has a hunch as to what it is. It's Volcanian. <laughs> I know it. It's Volcanian. Volcanian. Yep. <laughs> Said he wanted to find a legendary. No. <laughs> uh, you can do like since you're thinking of like hot springs and things like that. Uh, can I get a General education. Come on it. Tell us gonna roll two just for fun these. Well, I'm laughing, so Charlie rolled for general education. Charlie rolled a two. So Charlie's just consumed with, like, the sweets and stuff that are, that are going on. That's his main concern right now. He doesn't know anything. You you just found the strange phenomenon that is very rare that people find out that if you bolt enough sweets... You get brain freeze <laughs> of, uh, of of the sweets variety. Basically, your body locking down to try to save itself from eating, <laughs> from eating too many sweets. In in this episode, we find out that Charlie is diabetic. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, Professor Sneeze, meanwhile, got a 19. A 19. Uh, you remember nearby um, that there is a collection of, like, caves that have some sort of, like, volcanic activity that at least have a sort of hot springs in the area. Um, this, like, the cave system and things there is uh, not terribly extensive. It just It's more like a bigger area with just, like, the springs and volcanic vents. Mm-hmm. And things that, like, part of the Charlathon Sanctuary being set aside as a sanctuary is due to its wide, wide variety of environments that kind of seem all mashed together at times. So this is another peculiarity of the Charlathon Sanctuary area. Um, if you had to guess, the Pokemon that matches the characteristics that you've seen here would most likely hole up in that area. Uh, but but there, there's some caves here uh, that I bet that that's, that's where these Pokemon have originated. Let's head there. Uh, Augie, you know where they are. Yes. I suppose I do. Before they get going, uh, Charlie runs into the house and grabs a handful of uh, cookies with raspberry icing. <laughs> uh, uh, Nerbala waves you up and says, Thank you, dears. Don't get in trouble. Of course not, Nerbala. 
We'll be back, promise. All right. So you head through the woods for a little bit, and uh, finally you get to the entrance to this kind of cave system area. Uh, Professor Sneeze, with the earlier check, you can tell that there is something that has newly kind of taken up residence in the caves. You can kind of see scuffs and movements of just that something has been moving in and out of that cave system recently. Mm. Um, you do notice with a little bit of concern that uh, some of the footprints in there are much, much larger than the footprints you saw at, at like, at Urbala's house. Um, be careful. It looks like uh, we've got several stages of evolution here. Um, so, keep your guard out. Uh, and... I am going to release... Yeah, I'm going to release Sassy from her Pokeball, my Smeargle. Okay. Uh, and say, all right, Sassy, this is our first outing together. I, I, I trust you. Sassy gives you a dubious look, but doesn't do anything at the moment. Charlie's going to send out, realizing now that his team is not equipped for fire Pokemon. <laughs> uh, he's going to bring out... We'll save Chomps as the ace in the hole. Um, let's bring out uh, Cuddles the Bagun. Okay. Okay, so are you just walking into the cave? Are you sneaking into the cave? Are you... <laughs> Probably we should, you know... What what, what is what is uh, Augie's uh, stealth uh, stealth qualifications? Uh. <laughs> All right, so I'll I'll, I'll roll stealth. Uh, I'm gonna try to be a little sneaky. And I rolled nine. Look at that! Look at that stealth. Uh, my total is uh, seven. All right. Uh, can you roll for your Pokemon that are out as well? Mm, good call. Oh, and I, I have returned Melody. And I assume, like, Katana's still on my shoulder. I assume that she can uh, hang out there. Yes, you can roll her. stealth for her as well if you'd like. Okay, I mean... If you'd like, you don't have to. She, she's fine, she's hanging out on my shoulder. Okay. Um, but, Cha, or Cuddles, uh, he got a 7 as well. And Sassy also got a 9. Wow. <laughs> Those are very coordinated. That's right. <laughs> Perfect matches. All right. Um, so you head farther into the cave, and uh, the cave is mostly dark for a little bit, but you see a reddish illumination farther ahead. Um, that looks like that's where the fire Pokemon are. Further <laughs> in, uh, Augmentus seems to be about as quiet as Charlie as you're moving forward. Moving through things stealthily. Um... You're moving through, you hear like a couple scrapings and movements of something going on in there. Um, and finally, you round the corner and you get to uh, where like the springs were that you remembered. And what you remember before were there several different kind of hot springs and things that were out and they were boiling water. This wasn't a place you went to. Uh, this wasn't a place. This wasn't a spot. This wasn't a thing you went to to, to suck it. This was you fall in this and you are in severe pain. Uh, and so this kind of boiling water that's kind of filling the air with steam and stuff, and there's a reddish glow underneath a lot of them from just the volcanic vents moving through. 
and he remembered like several pools that were some of somewhat inter- interconnected and uh, somewhat not. There's at least kind of a pathway through. Um, that has changed. Uh, hmm. Now, all of the pools are interconnected by channels that seem to have been like gouged or ripped into the rock around kind of a central, roughly circular area. Um, there's a little bit of what seems to be just like a crudely constructed bits of rock that create a sort of bridge over from about where you are over to that kind of rock-like area. Um, can I get a perception? Certainly. Charlie will also do that. Charlie's not quite as good at that. Becoming becoming a cheerleader came out came out of cost. <laughs> Uh, six for Professor Sneeze. Um, Eleven for Charlie. Okay. Um, both of you notice the uh, what seems to be a group of Oddish, maybe five or six Oddish, uh, that look like they've been burned and are either unconscious or asleep because Light Nine kind of piled up in the center of the island area. Uh, if you had to guess, that's where they've been put to eat later. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if these Pokemon are herbivores or carnivores. Oddish are fair game. Um, <laughs> but uh, as you're going through that, you also see uh, kind of scattered throughout. Uh, there's definite signs of habitation, of, of like Pokemon habitation. Of just like you can see areas where something slept, areas where... Uh, like where things are, you actually see shard, like several large shards of what look like eggs that have been opened. So of, of a Pokemon that wasn't egg there, they're red and red and yellow and maybe a little bit of brown in the coloration of the egg. That's uh, kind of been broken and shattered there. Uh, you also, all, both of you also see dotted around the kind of central island area, three oddly misshapen lumps of rock that are about as, maybe if you like went across, they're about as wide across as Professor Sneeze is. Um, and in roughly circular shapes with kind of jagged spikes out of there, out of them in, in uh, brownish shapes. Uh, the rest of the rock is bright yellow with a reddish fringe. And it becomes very clear that these rock shapes, which are kind of also star shaped. So they're in a roughly circular shape, but it's actually star pointed if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> Paul, Paul definitely yeah. knows what this Pokemon yeah. is. Um, that the, this, you're, you're pretty sure that these are the shells of a Pokemon that's hiding underneath it, like in the ground or in the rock underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing a very bad job of hiding it. Uh, Got it. Charlie, you notice that near the back wall is a much, much larger oddly misshapen rock formation that's doing a better job of hiding itself, but this is also the shell of probably the same Pokemon, but it's on a lar- much larger scale than the other three. Okay, so like, like, can we get like a rough size difference? The or? other three are roughly the size of Professor Sneeze in okay. circumference. Mm-hmm. Not in circumference, in diameter. Okay. This one is about that. Okay, got it. Can I roll a Pokemon Education now seeing these shells? Yes. Um, 
17. 17. Okay, seeing the shells finally kind of clicks it to you. This is an obscure Pokemon that literally only usually lives in volcanic areas. Um, there's a very, it's very rare that you find them in hot springs. Um, that kind of explains why everything's interconnected too, because this is kind of their uh, way to protect themselves and to guard themselves. They usually surround themselves in the lava in the volcano with just like one bridge through or else they swim through it. Um, this is a, these Pokemon are Turtonator. Yep. <laughs> so they're fire and dragon types. Um, Pokemon who are well known for basically detonating their shells when stepped on. Uh, or attacked or, or gone through there. Um, it usually takes a mature Turtonator to do that. And despite the size of the three that you see, you have a feeling these ones aren't mature. Turtonator, um, they're relatively newly discovered. And so all the specimens that they have are relatively young. Um, they also have some issues with, with captivity. Uh, they're a little high-maintenance Pokemon. So then, despite the fact that you can explode them ho- however many times you like and they'll never be bothered by it, um, they, they're still a little high-maintenance, which is dealing with them and working with them well. Um, so all of the Turtonators that are known are, are fairly young, and it takes a mature Turtonator in order to explode its shell. So you think these ones may not be that old yet. Um... You also know, just as kind of a bit of back, background trivia that you've heard before, is that Turtonator never stopped growing. Since all the ones that you have are fairly young, um, most of them are known to be about six to six and a half to seven feet tall. Ah. With um, their shells. And Turtonator never really stopped growing the older they get. Uh, the the scorched earth circle back uh, back at the, the house. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly, what was the size of that scorched earth circle? Maybe about 15 feet across. Got it. Yikes. I don't like this. Uh, these are Turtonator. Um, they're very dangerous fire types. Then you know from your role as well, this isn't how Turtonators sleep or how they act while in their nests. This is how they act when they expect uh, a predator or prayer. So they heard you. They know we're coming. They're trying to set up an ambush, which they have horrible stealth, so I don't know why (laughs) they do this, but this is... (laughs) Uh, In that that case, Charlie goes and Okay, guys, we see you. Gig is up. No, Charlie! (laughs) They don't know we know. (laughs) Did did Charlie say that out loud and loudly? Yes. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Okay, um, the good news is Turtonator are slow. The bad news is the moment he said that the entire uh, island started rumbling and you could feel the shocks from there and the giant hunk of rock in the back started moving and getting up. Buddy, goody gum gum. Hey, by the way, guys, there's a big one in the back there. You don't say. <laughs> Um, Augmentus just says. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna say, uh, Sassy, use water shuriken on the big one. And so, if Sassy complies, Sassy is going to fire off the water shuriken at the big turtonator with an 18. That hits. Uh, roll a d. Roll it. Yeah, so roll a d8. D8. Eight. Uh, that is 30 water physical damage. What color was her tail again? 
Uh, it is blue violet. Blue violet, okay. So after giving you another dubious look, uh, Sassy sketches out several shurikens, se- several star shapes of water, and sends them flying towards the giant hunk of uh, rock that's sitting up, and they splatter several times against the shell. No damage. What? I don't understand! Let me just tell you, you hit. Yeah. Turtonators are fire dragons, so they only take the normal amount of damage from from water-type moves. Oh, that's true. No damage. So, so these are especially beefy, then, aren't they? No. At least the big one is. The big one. The big one is. But the that that's that's a normal turtonator with defense. Um, can Charlie wants to do a perception check on the just like the environment? Okay. Uh, that's a thirteen. Okay. What is he looking for? Like, is it? I mean, is it, like, excessively hot? Like, did not... Did those not... Were those not effective because it's just too hot in there and that the water attacks fizzled out? No, the water attacks did not fizzle. It's hot and humid in here, but it shouldn't have affected the water attacks. Okay. That one just... That that Turtonator has a 30 defense. That is ridiculous. And water shuriken is physical? Yeah, water shuriken yeah. is physical. Okay. So, Ooh, boy. okay. So yeah, the big one's beefy. Uh, all right, uh, Charlie, not uh, having a whole lot to cheater for at the very moment. Uh, grabs a rock and hucks it at uh, one of the smaller ones. There's a, there's like a central one. Okay. He throws it at that one, uh, and he throws it into the water. Big splash. <laughs> <laughs> It rolled a one. Okay. I rolled a one, yes. Yep. Yeah, it rolls right into the water. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing where he like throws and it goes straight up. <laughs> falling down into the water. Augmentus uh, turns to uh, Professor and says, I'll handle the larger one. You deal with the smaller. Uh, and he steps forward and says, RE653. And throws out a Pokeball. And uh, he, as he throws the Pokeball forward, it lands in front of the larger Turtonator as it bursts out. And out comes a massive robotic Pokemon with a turquoise disc-shaped body and four legs. Um, the turquoise is kind of spotted with a bit of rust here and there. And... Uh, it kind of looks like a mechanized spider. As it's going through it, uh, it has two large sockets on the front of its body that look like they should be eyes, but they're empty. Uh, and a large X shape at the front of its body. Uh, it's just this massive mechanized Pokemon. Uh, right. I'm going to roll a Pokemon education. Um, it's 15. You think you've you think you've heard of this Pokemon before, and you think it might be a Metagross. So, oh my! Giant Steel Psychic type, uh, to have, known to have four brains, be one of the most intelligent Pokemon in the world. Um, 
and through things like very mechanized, kind of built from fusing other Pokemon together with it. Something's wrong with this one. You don't remember hearing about Metagross ever having rust. And usually they have bright red eyes. Uh, I'm gonna just, you know, blurt out right now. What, what, what's wrong with your Metagross? Wrong? Nothing. It is fine. RE653. Hammer arm. And, uh, Metagross kind of clanks up. There's a horrible screeching sound as it lifts up one of its arms. Oh, I can hear it in my brain. <laughs> and then just slams it forward at the giant's Turtonator and hits it. So you hear a slight crack as it just slams into and kind of cracks the shell slightly. And it slams into it and the thing reels back. But at the same time, you see the shell lighting up. Mm-hmm. And it reels back forwards and just slams the shell down at the Metagross and there's a massive boom I mean very similar to the bang you heard uh, just outside of the house but amplified by the close quarters of the room wow okay so the thing explodes and the next thing you know Metagross is flying directly over your head it slams into the wall behind you and with a avalanche of stone covers the entrance that you just came Oh. Oh, oh. Goody, goody gumdrops. And Augmentus turns back to you and goes, Steel typing may have not have been the smartest plan. You think? And Charlie points to, yeah, that's why she's on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing to Katana. Uh, um, Professor Sneeze is going to use Try Attack on um, whichever one of the little Turtonators is closest. Okay. Okay. That's a two with an AC of two. So that is a piece. Maybe man just to dodge to one side, yes. (laughs) (laughs) While underground. (laughs) While while still getting up, yes. (laughs) Just to lean over as it goes. Cuddles, use Dragon Breath. Uh, and I assume there's one that we have yet to try to attack. Is that right? Yes. Uh, so you're aiming gonna, for that one. He's aiming for that one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do we all suck? <laughs> Do we all suck? <laughs> Cuddles, Cuddles takes a big breath and goes... Yes. What is going on? Um, well, the giant's Turtonator uh, is still kind of reacting to blasting its shell. So it's still reeling and doing that. I'm going to get out a new D20 just in case. (laughs) (laughs) And it is working through that. Uh, The other three kind of get up and look around wondering who to attack because they haven't really been touched yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> they go back to sleep. There are, there's obviously no threat. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> no, uh, one of them decides just to leap forward and slam at Cuddles. 
and manages to connect with just a solid tackle. So he just hits, ta- hits Cuddles with tackle and slides him back a bit. Cuddles takes 27 normal physical damage. Another one jumps up and tries to spit some poisonous gas at uh, Cuddles and Charlie, who are now next to each other because Cuddles got knocked back. But he seems to be inflicted by the same coughing sickness that Cuddles has. (laughs) So starts coughing out little puffs of purplish vapor instead of spewing out a stream. Uh, I think these Pokemon (laughs) might have Pokerus. They've been afflicted by something. (laughs) Just the random number guy. Random number generator. It hates us all. Final one is like, hey, I think I saw someone shoot some something at the big guy. So he fires, uh, he breathes in and shoots out several uh, sh- several embers towards Sassy, which hit and do forty fire special damage. Ooh. Wow! Though mm-hmm. so it finishes up and just kind of puffs out the smoke. I'm going to say, Sassy, use sketch on the big Turtonator. Sassy is already halfway through sketching a shell. Good. Uh, yeah, because we're taking shell trap. Because that's awesome. <laughs> Done. Sassy now knows sell- shell trap. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess uh, all I got right now is to try and throw another rock. I'm going to go for, so go for like, the one kind of in the middle there. Okay. Hey, it's a 16. It goes that, better than hey, one. Okay. That hits. That's a big number. That, that hits. All right, good. So, how do I do this now? It's been so long. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be 3 and 19. Uh, so it's going to be 22 uh, normal physical damage. The Turtonator spins around and the rock bounces off of its shell. Uh, nothing. These guys have crazy defense. That was actually a special rock, so... Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm afraid not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically, Charlie's not even really going to be able to touch it. With his rocks, not, probably not, no. Ugh! Why? Yeah. Apparently the rock because... wasn't special enough. Yeah. Uh, they have high defense. Uh, so, Augmentus kind of, uh, re- he goes, RE653 returns. Returns, there's enough of a rock slide still that the entrance is blocked. Ugh. And he sighs for a moment and goes, Well, maybe the definition of crazy, but I'm afraid I'm ill-equipped. RE652, he throws out what seems to be another Metagross. Still pitted and uh, with missing eye sockets, or missing eyes in its sockets. <laughs> it has eyes, just no sockets. There's no sockets. <laughs> <laughs> says, "Keep your distance this time." Shadow ball. It uh, lifts up one claw again with a horrific screech, and uh, giant uh, swirling ball of eerie energies appears in one of its claws before it throws it towards the larger 
Turtonator. It slams into the Turtonator's uh, side and passes straight through its shell to hit it directly. Okay, and this causes uh, the larger one to actually stagger to one side and kind of uh, really like look like it's hurting and shaking off of it. So the larger Turtonator has gained one injury. Alright. Alright. So Professor Sneeze is gonna do a couple of things. First of all, Sassy, you're doing great. Return. Schmoopy, come on out. Uh and Schmoopy, the shellos, out. Okay. And then I'm gonna power up the hair muscles and send all of my stars of swift. Uh, at like the center of the little Turtonators, hoping to hit all of them if possible, as many as possible. You can hit two and one or two and three. So you can hit Turtonator two and Turtonator three or Turtonator th- two and Turtonator one. Let's do two and one. Two and one, okay. So, Rolled. I am going to roll. Should I roll accuracy twice or just once? Just once to see if you crit. No crit. Okay. 30 normal special damage. Okay, you did 15 normal special to each of them. Uh, neither of them gain an injury, but they do both reel back as the stars just slam into them. Mm. And Cuddles is lined up against number three, is that right? Yes. Yes, he was going after three. Yep, alright, so Cuddles is going to give an ember a shot. Uh, the roll is 19. It does hit. And, uh, question, can fire types get burned in this game? Yes, unless they have flame body. Or... Um, well then this one gets burned. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so let's roll a d8 and six more. Ooh, I, uh, critical success on that one. So that's going to be 25 fire special damage. 25 fire special? Okay, so the burn... Impacts or the embers impact the shell and don't get past it. Um, so no damage from from ember. Uh, it's doubly resistant to fire, unfortunately. Uh, but you see, like the fire actually burns through the shell a little bit, and you can see it's and openings in it. Uh, what burn does is it lowers its impact to combat purposes. So this one is a little weaker to physical impacts now. Uh, Shmoopy has just been sent out, and Sassy already took a turn. So Shmoopy is still kind of orienting to her surroundings. Uh, she seems oddly fixated on the boiling water at the moment, but uh, she'll, she'll notice the bad guys soon enough. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, one Turtonator turns and decides, hey, I don't like that giant rusty metal thing throwing balls of uh, fire or throwing balls of darkness around, so it shoots an ember at that one, which hits. So it kind of burns into the side of the Metagross, which otherwise takes no real notice of it. The second Turtonator uh, turns towards Professor Sneeze, who just hit him, and decides to try to fire out a breath of some of a poisonous purplish mist towards Professor Sneeze, but he's able to dodge out to one side to avoid breathing in any of it. That's good for him. Uh, the third one, who just got hit, gets got his shield burned a little bit, turns towards uh, Cuddles and breathes fire right back into Cuddles' face. 
which Cuddles eats. <laughs> and doesn't even notice, because he rolled a one. <laughs> Good. Uh, meanwhile, the giant's Turtonator uh, jumps forward and basically just tries to slam it the Metagross and, and body slam it. So with the giant quaking of movement, it just slams into the Metagross. Slams it down on the ground. It slams into the Metagross, but then after a moment of just like creaking metal and what seemed to be resistance, it passes straight through it and slams into the ground. And the Metagross, which had gotten crumpled in by the force, with another horrible screech just shifts back into shape. Augmentus, what have you done to your Pokemon? Merely research, nothing more. Shouldn't we be focusing on this battle? I mean, yes, but... Ugh. <laughs> um, Charlie is... Uh, he's looking at the Metagross and just kind of uh, floored by what's going on. Um... But Charlie delays his turn. Okay. So Augmentus turns to Rusty's. We almost have a down. And he turns back to his Metagross. Shadow Ball again. And so the Metagross just screeches, creates another giant ball of darkness, and just slams it down on the Turtonator right in front of it. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> the giant Turtonator just kind of gives out a shriek as it slams straight through its shell again and into it. It's still up, but it is uh, weaving badly. Uh, Charlie does a fast pitch with a great ball. Okay. Nice. No! 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 You rolled a one? Yes! (laughs) You are going in timeout. Uh, the Turtonator, the giant Turtonator sees the ball coming, turns, and snaps. Oh, no. And that that takes my like that's my turn, right? That would be your yeah your standard action, yes. Dang. Uh. Okay. <laughs> you you are a bad D twenty. Um, you are in timeout. <laughs> Think about what you've done. <laughs> um, Professor Sneeze is going to fire up the hair muscles and. Set up the stars. It's going to be the uh, try attack uh, at Turtonator number one. Okay. Here we roll. 20! Not 20! Nice! Okay. Look at it. Look at it. Read it and weep. <laughs> Look at that net 20. At this I point, I don't think I'm weeping. <laughs> with, with the rolls that we've gotten so far, I am not weeping. Good. Um, so that means roll the damage twice. Yes, roll the damage twice, add the, uh, plus ten twice, so plus twenty. Alright, and, uh, also a status, uh, Yes. I'll roll that too. Uh, which is, uh, paralysis. Okay. Um, so sixty-eight plus twenty plus eleven. Yes. Yikes. Uh, (laughs) 57 normal special damage. Okay, that actually did 42 normal special damage. Gave it three injuries and fainted it. As you flex your hair muscles, a beam of energy comes out, and it's multicolored, but this time yellow predominates as it spins towards 
the Terminator, which is just looking back up after firing a jet of fire at uh, the Metagross, and it just slams directly into its beak, and you just see lightning just course down its entire body before it goes completely rigid and just falls flat. That's what you get! Charlie's in the corner, weeping. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the dark the darkness above him and the and the blue lines coming down. Um so um Alright, uh Cuddles uses uh his dragon breath. Uh roll is a five and I'm going after the, the third one. Okay, that just barely tags it. Alright. So that's 10, 20, 31 dragon special damage. So that did 32 dragon special damage, which gave uh, the Terminator two injuries, but it is still standing. So as the Terminator sees the breath finally coming, or sees him, uh, Cuddles take a deep breath in, moves to dodge to one side, but doesn't quite get out of the way as uh, purplish, bluish flames come out and just slam into it. And uh, it kind of tries to put its shield up, but it goes right through one of the holes that just got burned in the shield and hits it right in the face. And so it's just kind of sitting there going, trying to heat out the unnatural dragonish flames. Uh, Shmoopy, use water pulse on number two. <laughs> I guess the middle one. <laughs> the one, okay. The middle one. Um, yes, so Shmoopy will use water pulse. Uh,. Eleven. Alright. Thirty-three water special damage. That did eighteen water special damage, which is enough to give the Turtonator an injury, but not enough to faint it. Uh, he actually doesn't segregate from the boiling water. He wanders over to it and takes a deep breath, d- deep drink, and then lifts up and spits the boiling water back into the Turtonator's face. And the Terminator kind of reels away from it, like. Okay, <laughs> right. so uh, that's Terminator who just got smacked in the face by water. Flips uh, back around and actually starts flailing around. Yeah, it starts flailing around, and one of its flailing claws sights at Smoopy and slams into her, and does 38 normal physical damage. And so as it's still trying to get the burning water off of its face, it just slams into Smoopy. <laughs> the other one, feeling the burn and the dragon breath and everything from uh, Cuddles, also begins to flail around a bit. And Cuddles, who just barely gets nicked with the side of... who just barely gets hit by one claw as it goes flailing past... It does 30 normal physical damage. So, so uh, he gains two. an injury. Yes, one injury. Meanwhile, uh, the giant Turtonator, uh, who's in pain, just flips around, breathes in, and shoots up a column of fire directly up under the Metagross. And uh, you get a lovely picture uh, you actually see the flames through the empty eye sockets of the Metagross 
for a few seconds before it just crumples to the ground. May I ask how close Professor Sneeze is to this? Um, Augmentus was standing next to you. Uh, he kind of kept his Metagross nearby him, so you're within five or ten feet. Okay. Um, Professor Sneeze is staring at this happening and is kind of frozen. Mm-hmm. Mantis says, well, that was, all I had, that was all I had with me at the moment. Uh, Rudy, I'll have to take the rest. Rudy? Rudy? And, um, uh, here, here's what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. Nick, in-game. Yes. I'm gonna roll a focus and give myself a DC of 10. Okay. <laughs> On this, uh, if... If you want to overrule that, feel free to, but... Um, uh, yeah, I rolled a five, so I'm pretty much catatonic right now. I, I'm just staring at the flames as they're mm-hmm. pouring through this Metagross. Augmentus thighs and turns to Charlie and says, Finish this, will you, the larger one, if you can. Something right. that uses special damage. Alright, uh, Charlie picks up a, a special great ball <laughs> and throws it at the at the at the big one. Okay. Crit 20! Nice. So roll and subtract 10 from the result. Roll the L100. Subtract another 10 from the result. So 20 from the result. Mm-hmm. Uh 52 goes down to 32. Ball shakes once, shakes twice, and bursts. What? The giant turtonator bursting back out of it with a growl of weight. Um, there are two of the small ones left, right? Yes, two of the small ones and the big one. And for inventory purposes, that one that just uh, busted out, that ball break? Uh, the one you just busted out of the ball? No, that one is just pushed to one side. Okay. So the balls are... I can still go, go and collect Yeah, you can, still in retrie- you can still retrieve it later. The, the first one was eaten, so you can't get that one, but the second one did not break. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Cuddles, then, doesn't have a lot of options. So we use Dragon Breath. Um, man, this just kind of stinks. Alright, uh, I'm gonna use, uh, Leer with the Cone 2. Should hit, hit both of them, right? Uh, yes. That'll hit both of them. Uh, gotta roll accuracy on that, right? Yes. Uh, it's a 15 for accuracy. Okay, both of the Turtonators that are still up shudder slightly. Schmoopy would probably, having seen how the Water Pulse worked last time, use another Water Pulse. Okay. Uh, and probably on the big one. Okay. So, Schmoopy. That's a 14. That does hit. <laughs> uh, so it's not going to confuse the target. No, not quite. Uh, that's going to be uh, 37 water special damage. 37 water special. <laughs> that does 17 water special damage is just enough to give the giant Turtonator one more injury and No! <gasps> I was hoping for your sake, Charlie, that it wouldn't. Well, that Turtonator is getting up with a growl of rage, having just pushed 
the husk of the Metagross to one side. And it just... Uh, and then Schmoopy waddles right up to it and spits a giant uh, blast of boiling water into its face. It's just enough for it to just crumple back into the floor. Out cold. The other Turtonators... One seeing its body taken out goes and tries to tackle Schmoopy, but Schmoopy, without even realizing it, kind of swoops to one side. <laughs> just the floor next to him. Uh, the other one hasn't really noticed that the big one is down yet because it's too bothered trying to deal with this bag on that keeps eating its fire and ignoring it. Uh, working through things there. So it decides to go for a different tactic and try, uh, tries again, I guess not a different tactic, but from the beginning, tries spewing out uh, some smoke, some poisonous smoke at this time, and finally actually manages to get out a puff of smoke that poor Cuddles breathes in and starts coughing on it right away. Uh, so Cuddles takes 23 poison special damage and is poisoned. Bring it right down. Uh, yes. Uh, what that means is that Cuddles is not fainted. If cu- Cuddles can do a move action or a standard action, if he does both, he immediately faints. Also, he's poisoned, so if he does a standard action, he'll lose a tick of hit points. Okay. So, uh, Cuddles breathes this in and starts coughing, and you can see, like, his eyes kind of glaze over like he's supposed to be passed out, but he's staying on his feet. Alright. Augmentus, uh, he returns his other Metagrossa and just turns and just and it smacks. Uh, if you want to take another focus check, uh, the DC is lowered to 6. That's a four. <laughs> <Three>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like sighs and just shakes his head. Just finish this up. Uh, Charlie, um, right, come on back. Uh, Cuddles, you did a great job. Go on out, Blarb. Uh, so I, I switch out uh, okay. Cuddles for Blarb, my gulpin. Blarb the gulpin, yes. Yep. And that uses up my turn, doesn't it? Yes, but I forgot you have Juggler, so Blarb. Blarb goes immediately. Yep. Alright, uh, Blarb is going to use. Uh, which one's going to be the better one to use? It's going to use um, Sludge on. Um, let's go ahead and continue with number three and get that one done. Okay. Try to at least. 16, so that should hit. That does hit. So it should be uh, 30 special poison damage. 30 special poison damage. That does 15 special poison damage. It also poisons it, but it's enough to give it another injury and faint it. So it can't be poisoned, but... Oh, no, it still poisons. But it's already burned. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Pokemon Tabletop United, you can stack penalties. Okay, cool. You can stack status afflictions. So... Yeah, it gets very dangerous very fast. <laughs> but, uh... So this Turtonator is still trying to figure out what just happened when its opponent vanished and was replaced by a big green blob thing that then just basically opened up its mouth and threw up all over him. 
and I'm not sure if it passed out from the damage or just the sheer horror of what has just occurred. <laughs> I kind of feel like Schmoopy isn't one to let a good thing go, <laughs> which probably means another water boss. Okay. <laughs> like, Schmoopy's like, hey, that worked, and it worked a second time. Let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so Schmoopy's just kind of like knocking these Turtonators down <laughs> one after the other. All right. Uh, there's another water pulse on the last one here. That's a 16. It's a 16. That hits. 37 water special damage. That does 22 water special damage, which is enough to give this Turtonator another injury and faint it. <laughs> so this one just went for a tackle and missed Smoopy. So it gets out, turns back towards uh, the, the weird... Uh, slug thing that it's been going after only to get a jet of boiling water to the face. And it is down. Alright. Um, Schmoopy, the Turtonator killer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Rudimentus, uh, or Augmentus turns to Professor Sneeze and puts both hands on his shoulders and just shakes him. It's like, wake up, Rudy. Uh, it, it's f- uh, fire, uh, uh, I'm okay. We're done. I'm okay. So Pokemon are exceptionally hardy. They'll they'll awaken in about ten minutes. Does anyone have a way out of this? We seem to be stuck with quite a large cave-in. Well, we could get... Mm. Like, Bernie has moved rocks before. He could move some more rocks. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie's my, my, uh, my combuskin. Mm-hmm. Or we could let yeah. uh, Chomps my Gyarados just do something. You want to release a <laughs> Gyarados... In this space, looking around you, the giant Turtonator is filling up most of the room. <laughs> I'm going to roll a survival to okay. see if I can, like, if I think, like, f- some fighting Pokemon or strong Pokemon moving the rocks would dig us out mm-hmm. quick or anything. Um, yeah. And that is 16. You notice that the rock slide is actually the rock slide is actually mostly dirt that's fallen in there and through the and kind of through the area. Uh, it almost looks, seems like more dirt than should have fallen from a rock from like a rock slide and things like that. Just it mm-hmm. must have been just an odd design of the cave or things there because it seems like there's a rock wall above you now. But there's the stone seems to be comprised mostly of like dirt and shale and bits of that stuff. If you can get. Um, so moving it is gonna is like with a shovel and things. It'll be easier to do by hand, just thing. But there's still quite a bit of it. Uh, moving it with a shovel or things like that, or even washing it away is an option. Uh, but like getting larger bits of stone to move away is going to be a bit more difficult. Can I get a perception? Yep. Uh, Twelve for Charlie. Yeah. Seven for sneeze. Both of you notice that uh, Katana is no longer on Charlie's back. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Charlie, you got your old a twelve. Yes, uh, you're the first one who notices her. She is down amongst the bits of uh, broken eggshells that was in one quarter, and seems to be gathering them up as well as like grabbing towards uh, bits of rock and just like bits of just bits and pieces of things that she seems to be gathering from around the uh, cave. Mm, okay. 
Um, hey, uh, what what you what you picking up there, Katana? Yeah, Katana looks up at you and then points over to one corner of the cave where you see just like uh, what seems to be kind of a nest area for the, for what the Terminators was. So there's a lot of just like bits of cloth that you think came from like uh, fishing from like lines and things like that. Uh, hmm. There also seems to be a bit like bits of metal kind of like built in with there that have been softened by heat and curved. And so she's pointing over to that. Oh, uh, you're, you're grabbing some stuff to make something with, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll return Schmoopy and say, uh, boss, come on out. Uh, and send out boss, the main key, uh, and, uh, send him over to the nest. And say, find something over there to, to dig us out with. Grab a piece of metal or, or eggshell or something. All right. Uh, so Boss digs around there for a bit and finds what seems to basically be a trowel. Mm-hmm. What time are you there? So he lifts that up, and uh, as he turns with it, Katana walks up to him and just points at it. Mm-hmm. And Boss just kind of like moves back a little bit, but then Katana just stares at him, and Boss hands over the trowel. <laughs> um, you notice uh, Augmentus is washing this interestedly. Uh Boss turns back and starts getting more bits of metal while uh, Katana kind of sits in the center area, kind of right or on a corner right by where the springs are, and just starts fashioning something. Uh, technology education to figure out what she's doing. That's something I'm good at. And I'm not good at it. <laughs> Seven. Um. Seven as well. <laughs> okay, uh, it seems a bit beyond you. What she's making seems to be long and tube-like, with some sort of like thicker, more bulbous contraction or contraption at one end. Augmentus kind of moves a little bit closer and goes, and looks at down and goes, "But how are you going to power it?" Looks <laughs> bad. And looks at it, and then uh, Katana turns and just points. And just like points one at a time at the three of you and goes, he just, how? There's not going to be enough. And Katana just puts one uh, rapier up to her face. Like, shh. And it goes back to making things. <laughs> okay. Can I roll a Pokemon education with, uh, like, in place of intuition to see if I understand what she's saying? Sure. Like, if she's implying that, um, that we do something or that one of our Pokemon do something or. And that is a 17. Okay, she pointed each of you in turn. It was kind of a sweeping motion that took in Boss, who was uh, cleaning up the wreckage, and, and Schmoopy as well. So it seems like she's suggesting that you are physically going to be powering this somehow. Probably just like oh, manual right. labor to move through. Um, after a little while, what she gets to is some sort of uh, what seems like a hose. like just, just a straight hose that's pointing towards the rock pile and a contraption that she promptly drops into the water. Uh, like, it's connected uh-huh. to that. And then uh, there are several uh, just like long ropes. Seem to become a long of like string or like bits of stuff. Seems to be finely shredded eggshell that are coming out. And she walks over and hands one to each person in turn. And then just turns and starts pulling on hers, on the one that she has. And as she does, a small trickle of water comes out of the tube and just splatters it down. All right. Um, I pull on my rope as well. Likewise, and boss will do the same. (laughs) 
Augmentus does as well. Blarb actually starts eating the rope. Um, <laughs> you're not sure how he's getting the like suction or traction to move it, but it's moving at a pretty decent clip. He might be the fastest. Um, uh, Blarb, Blarb is a she. She. I'm sorry. She. She is yeah, a lady. She is a lady. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Waiting all time. <laughs> But, yeah, so she seems to be the fastest, but you're pulling that, and as each of you like moves to pull this, it's farther up the stream, and finally jets out and hits um, the obstruction. The thing and starts just kind of like, pushing away the dirt and melting it down in mud, and just pushing it out. So just mud kind of starts seeping across uh, the the cave area towards you guys, but you're also seeing it kind of just come down from the top until you can kind of start seeing a tunnel opening on the other end. Did Katana just build a water gun machine? Uh, y- yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it mostly does fountain, not water gun, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's not damaging besides, you know, the boiling water. But, uh... Right. It would give you a burn, but it wouldn't actually deal damage. Uh, Got it. It's going through that, and finally it gets to the point where... Um, like it gets to just about the point where you probably think both of you guys could squeeze through at the top, and at that point, all of you run out of the end of your rope. Uh, as we go, I, I call back to all the Oddish, uh, assuming they haven't been damaged, and saying, "Follow us! We're we're getting out." The Oddish remain unconscious. Oh, they were unconscious. They were. They were. Unconscious. Yes. Um. Th- you can probably lift them. They're fairly small and light, so you could yeah, carry them out. Um, I will instruct Boss to carry as many of the Oddish as he can, and I will carry as many as I can. Um, Oddish, or I'm sorry, sorry, Boss prescribes to the only one trip rule, so uh, <laughs> he grabs all of the Oddish. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and just lifts them up, and like you, you, you know, he looks like he's overburdened, but he just gives you a look as you move towards him. Keeps walking. <laughs> I, I, I do that thing where it's like, are you sure? I, I can help. Oh, you got it? Right, oh, okay. Just keeps giving you a, a, a glare until you stop. Uh, qu- question, GM. Will, will you allow mm-hmm. me to uh, revive the big turtonator? Please don't. You can certainly try. If you're if you're willing to accept the consequences. Uh, Charlie, I will tell you. I will tell you now. In order to capture it, you need to roll a ten or less. Oh man! Yeah, I was thinking like if a thirty-five didn't do it, oh, or was whatever it, you it was rolled. a thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. twenty or less, but still. Mm. In, no, it might be ten or less. Ball. I don't remember. It's either ten or twenty or less. And uh, these things probably aren't very uh, negotiable, are they? No. I'm, uh, I'm following exactly by the rules. Oh, man. Fine. If you, <laughs> if you manage... Okay, if you manage to get it down to exactly one hit point by some miracle, you could roll a 30 or... Or you could roll a 25 or less. Alright, let, let me look at something here real quick. Use just a little bit of a revive. <laughs> you can't yeah, do that. Br- break off a shard of it. <laughs> nope. Not how medicine works. <laughs> Not even Pokemon medicine. 
Give me a technology education check very quickly. Okay. Uh, I get a 15 on that. Okay. Um, you learned, not quite, not most from school, but from other gossip around, that uh, the thing against capturing Pokemon that are fainted is kind of a guideline, more than an actual rule. Technically, you can drop a Pokeball on a fainted Pokemon and capture it. You have a higher <laughs> rate of doing so. However... The Pokemon's not going to respect me as a trainer. Um, that's that's a given, given the size of this one. That's not going to happen anytime soon. All right. Um, <laughs> but you, there are other side effects. Um, you could worsen its temperament. You could damage the Turtonator in some way that would need... Uh, extensive care to take care of or other things like that. And there have always been rumors of something happening electronically in the translation since uh, Pokeballs are specifically built to capture awake Pokemon that are at least somewhat aware or sleeping Pokemon that are at least in some state of health that damaged unconscious Pokemon, you may cause some sort of electronical issue with them as well. Mm. Uh, there's a little chance. There's little chance of killing the Pokemon in doing this, but something could happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now it's like, who is Charlie as a character? Is he gonna do something to put his Pokemon in danger just to collect the Pokemon? It's, <laughs> it's uh. definitely considered somewhat to somewhat to very unethical, but more like more on the somewhat scale. To capture a fainted Pokemon. Oh man! Um, to a D, it's considered extremely unethical. To a Chan, or to a yeah, to a Chan, it's probably considered somewhat unethical. I'm trying to think if Charlie can justify because he, here's the other thought: is like, uh, so like this Chartonator was a all we did is we came and fainted it. It's still mm-hmm. gonna be a problem for uh, for uh, Aunt Aunt Herb um, hmm. after this, yeah, unless you unless you report it. Uh, to the authorities. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, if you can trust the Triathlon Sanctuary authorities. That's a good point, too. Um... <laughs> Report it to, uh, whatchamacallit, the Flames of Agni. I'm sure they'd love to know about it. <laughs> the fire type? Turn it early. All right, with, with uh, all that in mind... Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie doesn't especially like it, but this Turtonator is, uh, like a, a threat to the area, and like I said, Onturb, he's gonna do anything to help Onturb. Um, so, uh, Charlie, and, uh, knowing what he knows, like, uh, who is, who is the name of the ranger that I saw in my special? Uh, Callus, Eight Arms Callus. Eight Arms Callus, alright. Um, Mm -hmm. Charlie's going to catch the Turtonator, or he's gonna try to at least, um, with the intention of uh, probably like turning it over to him if he sees see, sees him again, okay. maybe. Um, so do I have to uh, roll accuracy or do I just drop? The ball no, on just it? roll a one hundred. I'll be using a um, the great ball that got knocked away. Okay. Uh, it's a sixty-eight, so it's a fifty-eight. Okay. I hit the pokeball. The ball shakes once. Shakes twice. A crackle of electricity shocks over the ball. Ding! 
<laughs> Congratulations, you have captured a level 45. <laughs> Holy cat! Male Turtonator. It will not obey you as you are now. All right, fair enough. Um, Professor Sneeze is going to, noticing this, say, Charlie! What are you doing? Well, I mean, I didn't want Aunt Herb to get hurt, and I just don't know what's going on with the the people in the sanctuary. And I, uh, that was very that was very risky, young one. Augmentus says. Um, risky. That, that, that Pokemon could be hurt. Well, I, I I know a guy, and we'll we'll like I'll, I'll get it to him. Hopefully, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh Professor Sneeze. Yeah. Uh when Augmentus said that was very risky, uh you saw him hide a smile. Uh, don't like it. Combined with what I've seen of his metagross. I'm just gonna name this Turtonator Danger. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Says, well, what's done is done. It's already been captured, but uh, what needs to be now is mitigating it. Uh, the best thing we can do is get it to a center as soon as possible. Shall we go? Uh, yes. Let's take these Oddish along, too. Mm-hmm. Boss gives you another glare. <laughs> yes, them. I know you've got it. <laughs> So you guys make it out of the caves finally and back to uh, Herbala's house. Jesus, Nader. I haven't heard that name in forever. I didn't even know they were still around the sanctuary. I'll call in the rangers and they'll take care of the rest of them. Don't worry. That's a, that's a good idea. Thanks, You're all alright. You can still stay for tea and everything, right? Charlie's already sitting down, and he's uh, having some uh, um, salsa made of uh, tomato and cornberries. I'll go and says, I'm afraid not, though. I, I'm afraid I must go. It was good seeing you, Rudy, and your friends. You're both very interesting. He holds out a hand to shake. Um... Professor Sneeze kind of looks him up and down, but extends a hand and, and shakes it. Uh, Charlie also extends his hand, like wiping some like the chips and stuff off on his shirt. Uh, extends his hand, like, "Hey, by the by the way, wh- where'd you get those goggles?" The next time we run into each we run into each other, let me tell you, I'm sure we'll be a little closer in that time. After all, all what do wandering trainers do but bump into each other? It's you. I'm sure we'll meet again. And he turns and walks away. And I think that may be all the time we have for this week. So, thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsteradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout, on Twitter at Podcast and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room, as long as you're not a robot. 
or Metaghost, uh, will approve your request <laughs> to join. There, you can join the conversation with creators and fans and become part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapstry Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapstryradio.org, like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A special thank you to RockWW for our theme music, Donkey Muscles. And feel free to check the show notes for the other music sound effects. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter when I eventually post someday in the far, far future at Nick. <laughs> I am Paul. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. Um, I just had a conversation with one of our new fans, um, and I, I love hearing from you guys, so catch us on Twitter, catch us in the tap room. Uh, we love hearing where you guys come from, and we love that we're getting people who are outside of like our personal friends and people from the Puckle group, so... Um, really awesome to hear from you guys, and then, um, also talking about Puckle, that is the Pokemon Underground Champions League, I host a, um, a monthly trivia game show there, and, uh, yeah, um, and other bit of news, by the time this episode comes out, uh, there'll be a new baby in our household, so. Woo! (laughs) Not yet, though. Soon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By the time you're here, exactly. This. By the time you're hearing this, if not, my wife will be extremely upset. <laughs> uh, I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at m g l i l i e n t h a l, as well as in the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room and in the other Tapestry Radio shows. Uh, the format for Michael and Ethan in a room with Scotch has recently changed, and so we're doing some fun things. Uh, the notable thing that we're advertising now is our homework specials. So if you have some English homework that you've been assigned, uh, especially high school or, or college, there's a form on the website. Uh, so go to tapestryradio.org, go to the Scotch Talk podcast, uh, and you can fill it out. Give us your homework, and we'll see what we can do with it. We're not... you promising to give it to you as credit <laughs> and we do not condone plagiarism but we'll have fun with it so, so uh, you're gonna help them there. cheat on their homework as a teacher <laughs> i cannot stand for this <laughs> no <laughs> very explicitly we are not cheating <laughs> but yeah find us there um, and find uh lydia also who is not in this episode at lil underscore shadow eight i believe mm-hmm. that sounds about right yep uh, and she's also in the tap room I'm not really supposed to be here. This episode was kind of important story-wise, but you can still find me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyelie. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what you hear every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Hi, Ellie. Bye. So just just going by the quality of the call, I'm either going to blame Iola or Lydia for our problems. Because sure. this call quality has been very good so far, but yeah. Can we remember it's to... been like almost two months since I've recorded. Oh, Has it really? Oh yeah. man. Yeah, because we had uh, Liliana's thing like early last month, and then we were gonna get recorded with you two, and I was sick, and yeah, wow, it's been a while. Yep. Yeah. Also, I feel like things are really tense after episode thirty. Yeah, we really landed on the perfect cliffhanger for all of us to be too busy to. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
<laughs> I love that, like, you know, we keep running into, like, I keep seeing new people show up on the, uh, the, uh, tap room and being like, I'm at episode this, and they're coming close, and, and it's awesome, and I'm just like, this is where we are right now, and then be like, where are you? <laughs> just a dot. <laughs> I don't care if he's in. This is important. <laughs> this is important. Dig him up. <laughs> so, so really quick, sorry, sorry, really quick, just skimming through uh, the subtitles in this. Episodes 15 through 21 in order, the subtitles were We're Sleepy. What has this show become? <laughs> it's too early for this. <laughs> All of the flexing. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and I need sleep. Can you tell we're recording at night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's episode 23, which just sounds worrisome because the alternate title is You're, not, you're Totally Not Gonna Do Bad Stuff With You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta show, show this off too because uh, my dice aren't all unpacked, or at least I can't find where they are. Um, so this is how I'll be rolling D6s. Oh, fancy. <laughs> it's it's a travel Yahtzee game. <laughs> that works. So like you shake it up and then you just like pop the bottoms out and then it gives you the numbers. <laughs> hey, nice. all right. Those are and there's five of them, so it's like perfect. Perfect, yeah, for you guys' level. Because yep. you're not you're not expert at a thing yet. Yes, you're not. Gonna... I am expert. Oh, you are. And... So he rolls five. He's not master. Oh, yeah, I'm that's not right. master. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. He's an expert in his field, but not a master. That's right. <laughs> it's arbitrary. You it's need arbitrary. two. You need two more years of school. Boys. But he is a professor. Mm-hmm. Wait. But that doesn't mean he got his master's. That's true. Yeah, you can be a professor. He's adjunct. Like you adjunct, yeah. <laughs> adjunct, that's right. <laughs> Your Pokemon journey is actually just you on sabbatical. <laughs> this, is, this, this, is, this is my sabbatical. While I'm uh, doing further research, I need to get my master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a really active Pokemon Go community in Albert Lee. Nice! Like, I was approached in a park, and they were like, be part of the group. Like, uh, I'm playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's like there's a group. The, the great, the greater group of millions of people. I, I, I am a part. I'm a part of the great upswelling of humanity. <laughs> if I say no, are you going to assimilate me? One of us. One of us. I'm supposed to say, ask for more information or start running. <laughs> yeah. Hello, welcome to the. Hey, and sorry, I, I got I got through this other. If we did a podcast about Pokemon Duel, would that be a spin-off? Uh. Okay. You're off. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From, From our, our fancy, fancy to yours. To yours.